Okay, let's be honest. How motivated are you right now? Yeah, right? It is mid-Ramadan. Like a third of Ramadan is over. We're going into kind of like the middle, middle, middle. And a lot of women are starting to feel fatigue, lack of motivation. I see people popping off. Like we have like so much, you know, engagement. It's always like that, right? The first week. And then in creeps the Ramadan slump. You guys heard me speak about this. I implored you to please not let it hit you. I just want to take a minute to let everybody recognize where they are right now. Are you feeling in a slump? Are you feeling lack of motivation? What are you doing about it? Like, so here's the thing. We all know what's going to happen. That's totally fine. But what are you doing about it? I can't do anything about it. What do you want me to do? I'm in lockdown. My family's like this. This is like this. We are not victims. I want us to get out of that victim mentality. There is so much we can do. But let's talk for a minute on how to stay motivated in Ramadan, regardless of our situation, regardless of how we feel. Let's do it. Hello, Assalamu alaikum. Thank you for joining us here at the Mindful Muslim Speaks podcast. I'm your host, Mindful Muslim, coming to you in Ramadan three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And honestly, it is like, I, you guys don't see me behind the scenes, but I really, really want to give a virtual hug to so many of you. So I'm currently shamefully way behind in my Instagram DMs. I'm looking right now at my phone and maybe I have almost 200 people I have yet to respond to because I cannot keep up. And if you look at my Instagram stories this morning, you will see a little sneak peek into my life where a Saturday and Sunday I spent it hosting 20 people on Saturday, 20 people on Sunday, and that includes a ton of kids and, um, you know, just really close family members. And for me, it's just a joy because I'm spending most of my days alone with my family, completely immersed in ibadah, immersed in, you know, worship and everything. But I did make an intention before Ramadan to connect for the sake of a lot. It's all about intention with family members that I haven't had in a while. So I spent that doing that this weekend. But um, I wanted to say for that reason, I'm a little behind in my DMs, I'm a little behind in my emails. And also like my Thrive Women and my Ramadan Recharge Women. If you are one of the women in either one of those, either our global sisterhood, um, we are just having such a, an intimate time together sharing so many things. So I just let them know like that's why I was a little MIA this weekend. And Ramadan Recharge, same thing. We have an awesome program and these women are so dedicated and they're pushing through. But for most people who are alone and don't have all that support, um, and that's why I try to create these things. I know it's hard as women. I know it's hard wherever you are in the world. You're going through so much. So many of you feel depressed. Yesterday or the day before, um, I was on a call with um, a woman who had a really bad situation. Imagine she's middle on the line and she recently got married to her husband. She moved from her country. I won't say which country it is all the way to the UK to live with her husband only to find out that the guy that she married um already had another woman, wasn't a wife, another woman. And on his computer were multiple folders of other women um, and intimate photos of them. And I say that to you mid-Ramadan to let you know, people have real problems right now in Ramadan. We're not talking about as women that women are going through stuff. And it's really unfortunate that the sister is experiencing that. My heart was 
aching listening to her talk. And she just said, like, why is this happening to me? Um, I didn't do anything to anyone. I'm not being a bad person, but this person is being a bad person to me. I feel so trapped and so forth. And so I just want to say, like, if you're having a hard time, believe me, there are other women who are having even harder times. And I say that to you for the purpose of two things. One, because I want us to get a reality check on, you know, what's really happening in our hearts and minds during Ramadan. While we're all going to say we're doing worshiping in Ibadah, and we are, there are some women who are really, truly struggling with that. So keep your other sisters in your da'at. And the second is for us to be grateful. And people have some really tough situations. Another sister the other day, um, one of our Thrive members, so I say this to women because I, I want our women who are on the platform also, we have our global sisterhood where we share and we do lives together. This is where I am when I'm off the podcast. This is my little my little inner family and we're growing and growing. I am very selective. I only take a certain amount of women at a time. I think this Ramadan, I only let almost like another hundred women in because we go through and we want to make sure that women joining us are only the women that really want to um, you know, grow. And so Alhamdulillah, we're becoming a tight-knit little family. And in this one, one woman was privately speaking to me and mentioning that she lost two children in the past four years to cancer. Can you imagine as a mother? So if your kids are making you crazy this Ramadan, they're in the house. I want you to know there's another woman crying that she lost her children, you know? And another sister, again, in Thrive. This is why I love that as women, we get to be with each other because our women need support. Another woman, she had asked me, I looked at the DM on Instagram because she had DM me there, sis, I'm about to have a baby. I had five miscarriages before, and now this is another one. We're so nervous to lose her. She got to 37 weeks, okay? And then she uh, messages me on Thrive um, inside of our platform, she says, sister, the baby got to 37 weeks and the, and the heart stopped. Can you imagine after five miscarriages and the baby is, it's, it's, it can be, she can have birth at that point. It's full grown. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, inna lahi wa illa rajiun. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for our sisters. So as you're like, oh, I don't feel like getting up for pleasure. Oh, I don't feel like, guys, you have so much. And I say that because our topic today is motivation. And if and if it doesn't motivate you that other people are in pain and suffering and still they're getting up, still they're praying, they're not breaking their fast. They're holding steadfast to the rope of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Come on. Our lives are alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, so much easier. If we are not feeling compelled that means we're ungrateful. There is a deep connection between that and a lack of gratitude. And we don't want to say that we're ungrateful, but our actions really speak volumes. So I just wanted to say, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for our sisters all over the world. And please do keep one another in your dua. Please pray for all the sisters that are here. And I just really want to say that in the introduction to let you know that there is a lot to be grateful for, alhamdulillah. And everything we're going through is a test. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, you know, will you think you will say la ilaha illallah and not be tested? These are just tests, guys. But may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us pass our tests well. All right, we're going to get into today's topic. Let me adjust the microphone. I hope I don't kill you guys with the sound here. Okay, so 
it's really hard when you're losing motivation. I get that. So what we're going to do today is kind of help you get back on track. Okay. And the first thing to do is to, let me give you like four quick tips. You know me and my tips, love some tips here. Um, by the way, I mentioned these different situations for you so you can understand that we are we are constantly in serving you and like really interested. So if, please, if you have any issues, do DM me anytime. I, I just almost, I forgot to throw that out there. We have free 15 minute calls. Yes, you guys love booking them. That's why I think I'm booked till the end of June. But I also have 45 minute calls too. Some women like to book those as well because they have extensive situations. Um, we also have programs and classes and things. They're all closed to be honest. But if women ever really need, I never hold back help. So alhamdulillah, do reach out. If you need us, do not be alone. Okay. So today motivation um, is really important. So let me tell you that the really important components if you haven't already realized like this is what you need to do number one like environment is everything so we sometimes cannot control our environment but we can control ourselves in the environment and i always like to think i always always remember ibrahim and how he was sitting in the fire you know what happened there's this uh, cartoon zaki cartoon and when my kids were small they had the the story of ibrahim i'm sure you guys if you're moms you might have seen this and I can vividly remember like the fire blazing and then Ibrahim alayhi sallam, of course he's blurred out, um, sitting in the fire. And the, the ayat where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says like he made the fire cool for him. So this is like almost a metaphor for like your house might be chaotic. Your parents, if you're living with them, might be like really difficult or your spouse might be really difficult. You might feel really disconnected. By the way, we're making a program for married women. I know I have so much stuff for... um women looking for a spouse you guys know um our free class and we have an entire course and program that'll probably open up again in june if you're interested we'll let women back in where we help women to find spouses but at the same time for married women we're making something for you guys too don't worry it's in the works i'm always working on something you know me but like that might be really hard because you're struggling but listen to me you can control you we can't focus on what we cannot control. So let's focus on what we can. We can control us. But I do want to say in the future, and this is why I make these things for you guys, just remember environment is everything and who you place yourself around. If you're on constant negative people in the house, that's why we have Thrive. We want you to come on and find a space and a sanctuary where you can find other sisters just like you. That's why I made my online village, quote unquote, right? So, you know, if you, and same thing with the Ramadan program that we have, I create like intensives where we're on there live 20 plus times during all Ramadan. You're not alone, right? So if you're not in those things now and you're feeling alone in your house or in your community, I mean, I want you to know, I want you to put the pieces together and ask yourself, is my lack of support of other women affecting my Ramadan. I want you to make that connection because next Ramadan, I want you to be really proactive, like get in a halakha. Get, I mean, we have halakhas and stuff on Thrive, but I'm saying if you're not with us there, get anywhere with another circle of women. Um, and I want you to get that support. But environment is really important. So try your best next Ramadan, if you haven't this Ramadan, to set it up. But it's really important for me to remind you right now, ask yourself, Am I lacking support and community? Because that is very important. And I stress that. It's very important on our dean. And it's also very important for your mental, physical, psychological, social being. And so, um, but however, however, 
If you don't have that, what you still can do and what we all can do, whether we have it or don't have it, is control us. And this is inside and outside of the line, okay? As a woman, what I want you to get more used to doing is less of feeling like a victim of circumstance and more like a proactive woman who's like, look, stuff isn't perfect right now, but I'm going to do the best with what I have. And this person might be difficult and that person might be difficult, but I'm going to make do and I'm going to find a way because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he would never give me um, more than I could bear, right? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminds us. You're just like there, like telling yourself that. And then you're going to do the next step, which is like get really positive. So I I do journaling. If you see my Instagram today, I showed uh, my morning journaling for gratitude. Um, we do so many things. Um, you can do like, you need to set a schedule yourself where you're regularly connecting. And you know, it's funny. I put in um, an Instagram post about connecting with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is all related to motivation because it's so much of what we do with ourselves in the difficult things that we're in um, and how I just go outside and I sit and I contemplate nature. I just take a walk all by myself and I just talk to a lot. People, you could think I'm crazy. Look, these days when people walk down the street talking to themselves, I'm always like, oh my gosh, are they crazy? And then they have like earbuds in their ears, you know, because nobody has like the cords anymore. You can't see that they're talking to someone, but it looks like they're just like cackling to themselves. It's very strange. But anyway, so the point is like, I don't care what people think. I'm just walking down the street, making da'a, talking to Allah or, you know, outside just hands in the eye in my backyard you might see me like on instagram or stuff like that um alhamdulillah you know you have to find your way to connect when your environment isn't what you need so tip number one is have that environment create it before ramadan if you haven't already you can still control yourself and your response now you guys know i have an entire course on emotions i teach women how to control your emotions and that's the thing most of us have really bad responses so one thing that i'm really grateful for this ramadan is part of my goal was to get even more control of myself so even though my kids are a bit cuckoo in Ramadan because they're like you know we're a lot we don't go outside as much in Ramadan like hang out go to the park play my kids are like come on let's do something let's go you know they have tons of energy and I'm like I'm fasting <laughs> I can't go anywhere but that's why alhamdulillah we have you know the backyard but the point is like it can be really really hard so you have to control your response if you struggle with that dm me we have entire programs where we teach women how to do that. That is that is important, important work, All right? Tip number two. So one, it was environment and whether you control it or not, you can control you. Tip number two is figuring out why you're not motivated. I love this one. You, what are we doing? We don't know why we're not, I'm just unmotivated. No such thing. There is a reason you're not motivated. Why are we not exploring that? Because in that is your solution. In that is your solution. Because right now, look, I'm doing a podcast on how to stay motivated. Okay. One woman is not motivated like the sister I told you in the beginning because she's depressed because she, her husband is cheating on her. Okay. Hello. That could demotivate a person if they're focusing only on that and not on next steps. So for example, I had that call with that sister and I said, okay, like this is why your Ramadan is difficult. Let's acknowledge that pain. And then let's talk about what you're going to do about it. You know, and you're just like, oh, we know what we should do about it. She needs to go get a divorce. She needs to, no, 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 no. We need to educate her on her options and then let her make a decision that is best for her. But we always just give our sisters, and I see people do this all the time on Facebook and Instagram, stop telling people to get divorced. 
haram, haram. This is people's marriage. We don't know the whole story. And you always, by the way, I learned this from sitting with some of the mashaykh, um, some of the scholars. I remember I got really emotional because one of my teachers, you know, I, I studied under certain scholars and I heard this woman come in and she complained about her husband. I'm detouring for a person for a person uh, for a purpose because I want us to put a connection between like butting our nose into other people's business. Um, and uh, she was like complaining about her husband. He was, uh, I my heart was pouring out to her as a female. I was like, oh my gosh, that must be so hard for her. And then I was like trying to say to the sheikh, can I say something to her? Can I talk to? Her? And he's like, no. And he's like putting up his hand, like nope. And I'm like, but what? He's like, nope. And then then he brings in the husband. And the husband, he talks about how horrible she is as a wife. And I'm like, no, that can't be true. Like, he's just saying that in retaliation. And then the woman's like, yep, I am doing all that. Yep. And, and she was doing like really bad things. She was doing like really bad things. And so after the couple left, you know, the sheikh had said to me, because uh, I was like doing a sit-in so I could learn how to do like, a, what do you call that? Like a mediation. And he was like, listen. Never listen to anyone's one side of the story and get emotional. He goes, never get emotional ever, actually, to on the, on behalf of either side. He said, every but you never have the full story. So my point to you is, when you're on Instagram and Facebook and stuff like that, and I say this because I don't want women to sin in Ramadan. I see a lot of sinning. Don't go on there and like start like telling people to get divorces, telling people like to, you know da -da 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 about this person. That's what you need to do. Like guys, haram. Calm down. <laughs> We don't know all the sides of the story and we could sin by making that person make a decision that is actually maybe not good for them. So um, so get to the, the the bottom of why you're not feeling well. So for that woman, it was that. So I didn't suggest for her to get a divorce. I suggested her for many other things and I educated her on many things and I told her her options. One of them was obviously a pathway to divorce and one of them was not a pathway to divorce. But in the end, it's her job to decide and istikhara and everything was good for her. So if you have a serious problem, if you're going through like domestic abuse or being cheated on, and you have to be really careful these days, guys, and I'll be honest with like STDs and things like, you have to be really careful. This is your body. And I'm saying this because I know there's a woman hearing this right now that has a particular situation that, that might resonate with her. Okay. So if that's your problem, then stop ignoring that and just thinking you're going to have a normal Ramadan. Your Ramadan might be you coming to terms with what you need to do with that situation in your life. That might be your Ramadan. Let's not ignore these feelings because some women are unmotivated because they're, they're really in pain. So let's stop ignoring the pain. You can make that a Ramadan goal. My goal is to acknowledge my pain and address it. Do you get me? I have women we're on Thrive, right? And um, no, actually, it was in Ramadan Recharge. And I think I mentioned this maybe a podcast two ago. And I was on the session and I'm doing a session on something like Sira. And then in two seconds, I'm like, guys, you know what? I'm checking out. I feel this vibe from you guys. Like, is there a depression, sadness, anxiety? And, and all of a sudden, all the women are like, yep, 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 yep. I'm like, okay, hit the pause button. Let's talk about how to address that. Because what is the point of me going into anything else if you don't first acknowledge how? And I, told people this. I warned people this. I'm dead up before Ramadan. I'm like, let's talk about how our emotional state is going to mess up our Ramadan. Bingo. All these women were like, oh, I'm so unmotivated. I'm like, no, 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 no. Motivation doesn't just, demotivation, excuse me, doesn't just happen. And motivation doesn't just happen. You know, I feel motivated. Can I tell you guys why I feel so motivated? Why I'm like hyped every time I come on to talk to you guys? Because I love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No, like I deeply deeply love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and people are like 
But how do you get that love? I want to feel like that. Let me tell you how. I have spent hours and hours, I can't even tell you how many hours, begging and pleading and talking and thanking and loving to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in dua and salah. It is putting the work in. But people just want to wake up and feel motivated. Come on, guys. Where is the effort? Oh, no, sis, I usually don't even pray. And now I'm actually praying or praying on time. Shouldn't I feel something? Guys, this is a relationship with your Rabb. Sincere talking to him regularly, loving him, doing acts of kindness to others, warms your heart, makes you more motivated. Like there's so many things to do. But if you're emotionally unstable, that could be why you're not motivated. So women suffer from anxiety, suffer from stress. That's why I literally, I'm telling you, I hit the pause button because this is what I do. I'm here only to serve you guys. I was um, I was making an entire class, I think, for marriage, like the, the course, like I'm telling you, like to help women who are already married, which I'm still doing. But I had to hit the pause button when COVID came because so many people fell into ridiculous suicidal depression. That might be you right now. So I made an entire course on how to handle every single emotion, whether it's stress, anxiety, and everything. You guys know, it's the one that's um, how to master my emotions. And when I put that out there, women just flocked to it because they needed it so badly. And then they said, oh my gosh, because I wasn't addressing these things. That's why I had a lack of iman. That's why I had issues with my marriage. That's why I had issues with my children or my in-laws. If we don't deal what's in our chest, then you can't be like, oh, I'm going to pray sunnah. I'm going to do tarawih. Guys, I'm not mocking this. I'm trying to tell you what is more urgent is our, our, our ignoring of that thing that's going on inside of us. That is urgent because that is going to make you demotivated. So number one was check your environment. That's why Rasulullah he said, you're on the dean of your friends. You know, the influence of your environment is key. So try to, before Ramadan, have that environment. And if you haven't already, keep yourself cool within your chest. That goes to step two. Like, how do you keep yourself cool within your chest? And like, all the things that's going on with you is you have to find out what's demotivating you. Is it a particular situation in your life? Address it. You can call, talk to me. I do calls if you need me. If not, you know, find a close person who you can trust. I talk to women all the time, literally hundreds and thousands. Like, I can't even tell. It's like my schedule this year. I think I did like 5,000 women. Like, I do it all the time. I've done this for 20 years. This is what I do. And if anyone else that you think you can find comfort in, go to them. Don't keep it inside you. Don't suffer alone. That's my point. Number two was to, you know, like find out why you're demotivated. So if it's emotions, if it's like, um, if it's like your schedule sucks, redo your schedule. But get to the bottom of it. If we don't get to the source of it, I, I could tell you anything else after this. It doesn't really matter. All right. I just want to get real, real with that. Number three, know your priorities. Okay. Um, we only have the time that we have left, right? A third of Ramadan is gone. So we want to show our complete, complete effort and importance. Those 10 last nights are going to creep up so fast that we're going to be like, whoa, where did they come from? So subhanAllah, we want to make sure that we really, really take advantage of the time that we have so far. So I'm telling you right now, what you need to do is you need to say, okay, so I initially intended to do X, Y, Z. Some of that has happened. 
Some of that has not happened. Hopefully, at least some of it's happened. <laughs> I don't know about your schedule, but like, alhamdulillah, if you're checking in with yourself every day, like I teach women, like don't go to sleep. I told you my morning routine is wake up. You can go back to my Ramadan schedule, 2021. I talk about it. Like you wake up, I wake up, I check my planner. I go through my day. I'm checking off things on my planner at night. I'm checking my planner again. Like I live by the planner type of thing. Um, not because planners help, like real plans help. And you guys know that I'm a really big advocate of that. It's not about like, I'm just talking about like like my checklist to keep myself on track. Um, but at the end of the day, if something's not working for you, change it. Change it. And put into priority. So I've talked about this prior. If you're praying Tarawi prayers and making awesome da'a, but you're sleeping half the day through fard salah, come on now. That is just haram, okay? Prioritize you getting up and not sleeping in. I think one year... I went in, I was in a masjid and I was teaching women and I was like, you know what? Again, just feeling a vibe, feeling a vibe from them. And this is like this intuition, this farasa, I don't know, this from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I said, guys, can I ask you a question? Can, can we just talk about your Ramadan schedule? Like, what is your typical day like? And some of the sisters were like, well, I wake up around 5 p.m. I'm like, what? Wait, wait, hold up. This is how we're starting your schedule? She's like, yeah. Well, you know, we we, we, we stay up until like 6 a.m. or something. We eat, we pray Fajr, we go to sleep. And then she mentions how she sleeps through most of the day, Dhuhr, Asr, and then wakes up just two, three hours before it's time to break fast. And this was university students, by the way, who are like on their break, you know, like their break, they, they finish all their exams and stuff. So like, oh, I'm chilling, you know, it's finished my exams. Stuff is, you know, was hard for me. So I need to rest now. I'm like, oh, look, listen up. You're you're sleeping through your prayers and then you think Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to give you the same help that he's giving people who are not. You think that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to make incredible change while you're sinning. It is a sin. You cannot miss prayers, period. But if you're fasting and missing prayers, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't need that from you. What is with us, right? So if you wonder why stuff hasn't gotten better in your life, that could be a reason. Let's prioritize. Wake up and do, don't stay up all night. Don't stay up all night. And number two, maybe, maybe like within the prioritizing, um, you have realized that you have been um, like putting your energy in one place too much or another. So I, I like to do that. I like to check myself, like, where's my energy going? It's mostly going to like, um, cooking all Ramadan. Oh my gosh, cooking, so much cooking. I'm never out the kitchen. That's why I made the ebook for you guys. So you could get out of the kitchen. Like if you haven't already experienced this, this Ramadan, again, I want you to feel this when you're in Ramadan. That's why I'm reminding you. If you're spending too much time in the kitchen, maybe you didn't prep properly. I just put up my Instagram today, how I served all those 20 people, another 20 people, but most of it was pre-prep stuff. So it looked like I did crazy amount of stuff, believe me, but I just, I did so much before that really helped me. So even if you're day to day, if you're not having a party, you just don't want to spend time. Like today, I'm not even cooking because I had cooked yesterday so much that I have extra food for today. Alhamdulillah, you could also do that, cook enough for two days, especially if they're like stews and soups. Those stuff sit really well the next day. It's totally fine. You know, just put it, pop it in the oven, heat it up, good to go. I'm not killing myself, but at the same time, I'm still having amazing food. So, so you have to say to yourself, if right now I'm spending too much energy here, how can I make it better? Shift, 
people who have agility always do better. And the last thing I want to tell you guys right now. So we did um, your environment and getting to the root of your demotivation and then just knowing your priorities and get, making the most of the time you have left. The last one I want to tell you is a bit more positive. Learn to celebrate yourself. Learn to celebrate your achievements with you and Alyssa Penamathada. What do I mean by that? Let's pretend you, for all the women, like, let's get in a little bit more positive note. Like, you did some consistent Quran better than last year. Like, it's still not what your goal was. Your goal was to read XYZ, but you only did this much. But at least it's better than last year. Celebrate. Yes, that's good. Alhamdulillah. Get yourself a little Sunday after you break your vest. Like, you know, tell yourself, if I keep this up, I'm going to go on one of those, you know, online stores and get myself a little present by the end to, to look really nice for Eid, for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like, whatever it is, reward yourself. I'm not talking about crazy indulgence. Let's keep it simple, but keep it purposeful. Like, but at the same time, you don't celebrate your wins. We don't have to be so hard on ourselves, you know? Example, alhamdulillah, like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, like for example, um, I'm trying to celebrate women's um, wins inside of the Ramadan recharge program that I have. So what I do is like some women are consistently showing up for their lives. I want to be like, yes, let me celebrate your consistency. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves consistent deeds. So I'm giving out like a secret prize, you know, here and there in the classes. Women don't know. They show up to the class and then they're like, we don't know. Maybe I'm going to get a prize this class or not. But it just show. it's like that, how like the hidden reward of a lot can come out of anywhere like boom like we just you know we just want to have fun and so alhamdulillah reward yourself for all the hard work you're doing and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept all of your ibadah and keep each other in your du'a if you can guys keep me in, in, in your du'a I'd really appreciate that and you know what I'd really appreciate too if these podcasts are helping you help me and help yourself right in 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 the sadaq jari in a way to help other women find this podcast. So many women are alone. I cannot tell you. Suffering in silence. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy for our women. But what really helps them find it, unfortunately, because we live in this type of society, is leaving a review. So if you have never left me a podcast review yet, if you are like an avid listener or maybe a new listener who's really finding this helpful, please leave me a review because when you do, and that's you just go into Apple and there's always like, you scroll to the bottom, there's always a place where you can leave whatever, how many stars or review, a little something, even if it's one or two lines, because women know it's a place to go when they see other women say, hey, this has helped me. Then it makes them go, oh, maybe it'll help me. That's just like the way it works with the internet, right? So I, I usually don't ask, but I'm just saying, if you have really benefited in any way and you want to do anything nice for me, that would be so helpful because it helps me help more people. All right. Love you guys for the sake of Allah. Inshallah, bismillah ta'ala. May Allah make it easy. I will talk to you in the next podcast. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.